right, you guys feeling good? Well, hey, listen, you guys can take a seat. And can we say thank you to this band one more time for leading us tonight? They're going to be leading us uh, all semester long, and I'm really excited about that. They're incredible, and they love you guys. Um, whether you think that's weird or not, they really do love you. They're praying for you. They're thinking about you. Um, but that is awesome, man. What a start to the night. And let me be like the 17th person to say welcome back. Um, welcome back to the living room. Welcome to 2018. Um, is there anyone in here that's like, yep, 2018's here, new year, new me? Anybody? Come on, don't be shy. I know some of you are like, no, I don't say that, man. Come on, I say it, you say it. Anyone still have like a resolution that's going strong, like a New Year's resolution, you're uh, three and a half weeks in? Okay, a couple of you. That's not good. That means the 98% of you are not doing well. Um, that's how I am. I, I don't make New Year's resolutions anymore. I just make new month resolutions, so like resolutions for the month of January. And I made a couple, and um, I was going to get up on stage and lie to you and be like, they're going pretty good, but they're not, okay? I'm falling through the cracks, and it's not really good. But anyways, it's so good to be back if we've never met before. My name's Matt, and I get the opportunity to help lead the living room here at Buckhead Church, and I love it. I love Monday nights, and I just have a feeling, in fact, I have more than a feeling, I've seen what's to come, and this is going to be the greatest semester we've ever had at the living room, and I know you're probably like, okay, you say that every semester, like, what else are you going to say? It's going to be one of the most mediocre semesters we've ever had, but I'm being honest with you, like, there are some amazing things that are upcoming that you don't want to miss a single Monday night coming up, and, and what I love, too, is I love, like, the room tonight, like, it's pretty filled, look around, like, it's just pretty full, it's wall to wall, and for, like, the past couple months, like, over Christmas break, I know you guys were just chilling and resting, we were, like, going to bat, and we're telling, like, leadership here at the church and stuff that, like, hey, we need to get into a bigger space, because, like, it, like, this space is great, but it's getting hot in here, and, like, there's a lot of people, and so, like, we're starting to prove it to them, so, like, let's just keep it going and see what happens, and then maybe in the fall, we can be in, like, a bigger space here at the church, and that'd be awesome, but anyway, that's just a side note, but I would love just to take a minute or two and like catch up with you guys. It's been a long Christmas break. Maybe for some of you, you're like, it was too long. Like I got home for two days and I was ready to get back to campus, you know? Yeah, some of you are like, preach. Um, others of you are like, no, it was great. I wish it was longer. You know, that's awesome. Okay, we all love our families, but let's just be honest. After a few days, you know, you need some space. But anyways, I'd love just to catch up. Like, did anyone do anything really fun? Like you had an amazing experience over Christmas break. Maybe you went somewhere Really awesome. Anyone go on a super cool vacation? Uh, what do you got? I went to Disney World. You went to Disney World. That's amazing. I love it. Um, may, raise your hand if you love Disney. Okay, raise your hand if like you don't like Disney at all and you never want to go there. Okay, there's a couple people. Thanks for your honesty. I'm trying to decide. I don't know. I've never been. I've heard mixed reviews, but Disney World's incredible. We got anyone over here? Okay, uh, where'd you... Snowstorm in South Georgia, okay. Yeah, yeah, it never snows. It never snows in Georgia. I don't know what's happening, but we're getting snowstorms. Anybody go sledding in the past? Okay, that's cool. Who, any, did anyone even have a sled? Like, I was going to go sledding. I'm like, I don't even own a sled. Where can you get a sled? It's Georgia. Anybody over here, you got anything? Okay, right here, right here. You went to Vietnam. That's amazing. That is awesome. Okay, I love that. Well, that's incredible. Um, I know we probably got a lot more. Uh, we got one more in the back in the, in the green shirt. You were pointing to somebody? Oh, you're just playing. Um, Steven, Steven, what you got, man? What you got? I went to Las Vegas and I drove a bulldozer and an excavator. You drove a bulldozer and an excavator in Vegas. That's amazing. And I love that, Steven. That sounds, I don't even want to, we'll talk about that story later on in the night. But 
Um, that is awesome. Well, I had a good Christmas break. It was relaxing and enjoyable, and I got some rest, got to spend some time with family and friends, um, and we're uh, really excited. There's a lot of cool things happening in our life right now. I'll just let y'all know, because whether you know it or not, um, this is a family, uh, TLR, we call this a family, so just by showing up here tonight, you're a part of this family, and so I feel like I could let you guys know this, um, and we need some babysitters. Um, my wife and I are on the waiting list for adoption, and so we're going to be adopting... And we're super excited about that. Hopefully, maybe sometime this semester, maybe in the fall, I'll have like one of those pictures and I'll be like, here, here she is. Or we could get twins, who knows? But anyways, it's so good to be back with you guys. And tonight, I'm super excited because tonight, we're kicking off a brand new series called Notorious. And that word notorious is an adjective that means to be widely or well-known. And over the next four weeks, we're going to spend some time talking about something that we're all known for. And this is our reputation. And here's the deal. Reputations, whether they're good or bad, whether you like them or not, whether you have one that's favorable for you or unfavorable, the truth is we all have one. We all have a reputation. The word reputation, literally the definition of that word is a belief or an opinion that others have about you. But disclaimer, we need to make this really clear up top so that we're all on the same page for the next few weeks. Your reputation is different than someone's unfounded opinions about you. See, because isn't it true that people are always going to have opinions about you? Like people are always going to say things about you. They're always going to have opinions about what you're doing, how you're living, you know, where you're going. And that's cool. Like sometimes these opinions are valid. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're fair. Sometimes they're unfair. But a reputation is different. It's not just someone's opinions about you. No, a reputation is the culmination of your words and actions that are built up over time. It, it's, it really reflects your character, its character traits, its habits, its things that you do. Reputations are built. Reputations are built, good or bad. Whether you like them or not, you're building a reputation right now. Every single day, you are building a reputation. And your reputation ultimately points to what you really value in life. It, it points to what your priorities are. It points to what you care about. It points to what matters most to you. Your reputation is a reflection of who you are. And, and this is why I'm so excited about this series for the next few weeks, because here's the deal. Whether you're a Christian tonight or you're not, whether you like, are interested in all this or you're not, you just came because you heard there was going to be pancakes and donuts afterwards, like, you know, or whoever, someone invited you, whatever. Maybe you got tricked into coming and you hopped on the bus and you're like, I thought we were going to the Hawks game or something. And like, we show up at Buckhead Church. I don't know what is happening, but now I'm stuck. But what I love is no matter where you're at on that whole spectrum, this conversation applies to you because I think all of us want to have a good reputation. Like all of us want to have influence, all of us want to be known for things that are good. And this is really the question that we're going to be leaning into over the next few weeks. And it's the question I want us to look at tonight. What are you known for? And I want you to stop and pause and just think about this for a second. And I want you to be honest with yourself. This is going to help us out a lot over the next few weeks if you just can commit to like being honest and being real and not just saying like fake church answers of like, I'm known for, I love Jesus. Okay, that's great. I hope you do. I hope you do. But think about this. Like, what adjectives or words would people use to, to describe you? Like, what, what kind of roommate are you? If I were to go find your roommate right now and say, hey, what kind of roommate is he or she? What would they say about you? Some of you are like, oh, no, don't, don't do that. Um, what kind of boyfriend or girlfriend are you? Like, like, what are you known for? 
in relationships. If someone, if one of your good friends was to set you up on a date with somebody, this is a really good indicator of what you're known for, what would they tell that person about you? How would they describe you? What are you known for? What are some patterns in your life, some things that you just repeat, some things that you're constantly, consistently doing over and over again as you move forward from season to season in your life? Some of you, maybe you just graduated high school. Maybe some of you, you're getting ready to finish college. You're going to grad school. You're going to your next season. As you move forward from season to season in your life, what are you leaving behind in your wake? Like, are you leaving your relationships better than when you found them? Are environments better? Are situations better? Like, what's being left in your wake? What is it that you're known for? And one of the things that makes this a really important conversation, but it also makes this conversation pretty difficult, and this is why we're going to talk about it for the next few weeks, is that I think this right here is true. Bad reputations tend to speak louder and stick longer than good reputations. A bad reputation, I hear some of you, you're like, mm, 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 it's the, it's the Christian moo, mm, you know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I just said that. Bad reputations... <laughs> They tend to speak louder and stick around a lot longer, like they overstay their welcome. And this is because we live in a culture that is obsessed with the negative. Like this is why you're probably way more likely to post a negative review about something than you are a positive one. And I know what some of you in the room are thinking. Some of you are like, no, 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 like, Matt, you don't understand. Like, I post a good review on Yelp every time after I go to a restaurant. I never post anything negative. Like, that's not my, you know, I don't need, okay, I get, you're, you're awesome. You should be up here speaking. But for most of us, like, that's not the case. Like, and if that is the case, if you feel like, no, I, I post positive, I'm not, I don't focus on the negative. Okay, um, when's the last time you called your cable and internet provider and just said out of the clear blue, hey, I just want to call you guys and let you know you're doing an amazing job. My, my Wi-Fi connection has been, it, it's been 100, like it's been on point. The other night there was a really bad thunderstorm and like my, my cable didn't even cut out for a second, you know? Like I was playing HQ the other night and it didn't lag at all. Any of you playing HQ? Okay, I need to send you my referral code. You'll, we'll catch you up later. But anyways, like when's the last time you called your cable internet provider and said that? Probably never. When's the last time that you or, or your parents called your cable or an internet provider and they like blessed them out? Like they called and they're like, this is ridiculous. I've been without internet for 35 minutes. Like I know there's a tornado happening, but this is unreal. You know, I need six months free, okay? I, I'm, <laughs> this happened to me last week, literally. Like I need to call and make an apology after this. This happened last week, but it's true. It's true. Like I think you're all convinced that we focus on the negative a lot more than we do the positive. Even the word reputation. Like if you were thinking about going on a date with somebody, and I was a really good friend of yours, and I'm like, hey, from a friend to a friend, like, Mike's got a reputation. Immediately, you'd start to think bad things. You'd be like, oh, no, like, what did Mike do? Like, you know, who does he, who's he talking to? Did he date my best friend? Did he cheat on somebody? Is he a player? Like, who, who, what's up with Mike? Just the word reputation brings these negative thoughts and these bad ideas to your mind. It doesn't bring positive things. And here's the deal. You don't have to be a bad person to develop a bad reputation. Like oftentimes, bad reputations are isolated to certain events or things in your life. Like maybe you're known for being late. Like you're that person that you're constantly 15, 20, 45 minutes late, okay? And like your friends know this, so they don't invite you to things, or if they do invite you to things, they lie. And they're like, hey, it starts at noon. And you're like, I saw on the ticket it starts at 1130. And they're like, no, you're wrong, you know? 
because they know that that's the only way like that you're going to maybe be on time. Maybe you're known for being extra. If that's the person next to you, don't look at them. Don't, don't point. That's awkward, okay? Some of you, you're like, yeah, that's you. That's you. Like maybe someone comes to you on Monday and they're like, hey, how was your weekend? And immediately they know that it's going to be some long, dramatic thing. Like, oh, you know, you're just extra. Like, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> oh my goodness. All of you are pointing. This is terrible. <laughs> maybe some of you, you're known, like you have a bad reputation for being way too competitive. You play a game of Uno with somebody, it's supposed to, <laughs> it's supposed to be a chill game, and immediately, what are you doing? Like, you're like, this is ridiculous. You just beat me like you're a terrible friend, you know? Like, that's how you are. Maybe some of you, maybe some of you, you're known for being ignorant. <laughs> and you have a bad reputation for this. You have a bad reputation for being ignorant. You're the type of person that you're, you're closed-minded to things. You, you say things without running it through any sort of filter. And people just know you as someone who's, who's ignorant. See, bad reputations oftentimes are isolated to specific events. And here's the thing that you and I know about a bad reputation. Is that once you make a bad reputation for, your, for yourself, once someone thinks that about you, it's really hard to reverse it. It's really hard to get them to think something different than what you've already made them think. In fact, I'll say it this way. Bad reputations are easy to make, but difficult to shake. Bad reputations are really easy to make, but once you've made them, they're really difficult to shake. In fact, sometimes it only takes once to make a bad reputation. Like sometimes it just takes one word or one action to make a bad reputation. Maybe you've heard the saying before, once a cheater always a cheater. Okay, and I'm not saying that that's fair. I'm not saying that that's true. I'm just saying that's the harsh reality. Like, like sometimes it just takes one time. Sometimes first impressions can make a lasting impression. Like, you know this. Maybe you've been at, like, lunch with a friend of yours or with a friend, like a boyfriend or girlfriend and their parents, and what do you do? Like, you brought up the one thing that you shouldn't bring up. You brought up politics, and immediately, like, they're like, this is game over, and this is person is now your ex, and, like, you're never getting back together. Like, T. Swift wrote that song about you, you know? Like, we're never getting back together. Sometimes first impressions can leave a lasting impression. Bad reputations can be pesky, they're clingy, they're stubborn. Sometimes they won't go away. Maybe some of you, you're experiencing this right now. Like, like maybe you graduated high school a year or two or even three or four years ago, and you go back home over Christmas break and you start to hang out with some of your high school friends, and they're like, oh yeah, they're bringing up something that was you in high school. But, but you're thinking, no, I've changed. Like, I'm different. That's not me anymore. Like, I, I've, I, you know, it's a new year, like new me. Like, that's, I'm a new person but it just seems like this reputation, this bad reputation is following you everywhere you go and you can't let it go. And you're wondering, you know, what do I have to do? Reputations often precede you. Like they introduce yourself to someone before you ever get the opportunity to introduce yourself to that person. They tell people things about you before you ever get to be face to face with that person and start to get to know them. They, they go before you. See, reputations are powerful. They carry weight, and they're of value. And this is why King Solomon, who's one of the wisest people to ever live, this is why he talks about the value of a good reputation in the book of Proverbs. And again, whether you're a Christian or not tonight, 
The book of Proverbs is an incredible book because it's really just a book that gives you wisdom on life. And I think all of us would agree, like, we could at times use some wisdom on life. And so King Solomon writes into this on a good reputation. This is what he says in Proverbs chapter 22, verse 1. He says, a good name or a good reputation is more desirable than great riches. To be esteemed is better than silver or gold. So he says, a good name, a good reputation, it's more desirable. It's worth more than like a ton of money, amazing wealth. And then he goes on, he says, to be esteemed or to be respected by people That's better than silver or gold. That's better than material possessions. And here's what I think Solomon's trying to get across. What he's saying is, is like a good reputation. I think a lot of times we think, man, I'm going to go to great lengths to like get a lot of money and to obtain wealth. I'll go to great lengths to to get material possessions, whatever it is that I want. And And he's not saying that's bad. But what he is saying is that a good reputation is worth more. He's saying that your reputation is your greatest asset. It will always outweigh your money. It will always outweigh the things that you have. Your reputation is your greatest asset. And this is because reputation is currency. Your reputation is currency. It's a medium of exchange that you have in your relationships with people. One day it'll be a medium of exchange that you have in your professional relationships. And here's what I mean by this. A good reputation can open doors for you, while a bad reputation will close them. A good reputation can create and find new opportunities for you, while a bad reputation won't even get you considered. A good reputation can increase your influence with people, while a bad reputation will suffocate it. A good reputation will build trust with others, while a bad reputation will tear it apart. And maybe you're someone who you're like, well, man, I, I have a really, really high GPA, but, but you have a bad reputation for being someone who's not committed. Like you've had six jobs in the past year and a half. Well, guess what? It's going to be really, really hard for you to find someone who wants to hire you. Maybe you're someone who you're like, I'm just a super fun person. Like everyone would say that. Like I'm the life of the party. I'm fun. But if you have a bad reputation for being that friend that just gossips all the time, like someone tells you something in confidence and you go and you start spreading rumors and telling people what they told you, then you might have people that want to hang out with you on the weekends, but it's going to be really, really difficult for you to ever find meaningful, lasting, long-term relationships. And if you're a Jesus follower in the room tonight, then this gets taken to a whole nother level. Because you might be someone who you come to church every single week, you show up to the living room every single Monday night, like you're going to church like twice a week maybe, Maybe you're involved in a community group, you're reading your Bible, you're praying, like you're talking to people, you know, you're doing all the things that a good, like, Jesus follower should be doing. But if you're not loving people, then you're not going to have any influence. People aren't going to care what you have to say. See, because if you want people to believe what you say, then show them through the way that you live. If you want people to really believe what you say, if you want your reputation to hold weight, if you want to have influence, then show them through the way that you live. This is so important. King Solomon goes on, and he says this a little bit earlier in Proverbs chapter 3. Check this out. He says, let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. So he says, you know what you should be known for above all else? Like this should be the number one thing in your life that you're known for. This is what should define you. This should be your reputation, love and faithfulness. That you're someone who is loving and you're someone who is faithful. You are a dependable person because love communicates this. 
Love communicates, I put you before me. I put you before me. We live in a culture right now where we have been taught our entire lives. I'm not saying that this is all bad, but we've been taught our entire lives, get yours. Like, do what you need to do to put yourself in a good situation. Like, help people out when you can. But if it doesn't benefit you, then don't worry about it. Like, they'll figure it out. You know, they can make do. You know, you don't need to be worried about that. Don't even involve yourself. But that's not the reputation that Solomon's talking about here. He's saying, no, I want you to be known for, for love. And love communicates that I put you before me. I'm going to serve you, even if you don't deserve it. I'm going to be for you, even if I don't agree with you. I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to be there for you. Faithfulness communicates that you can count on me. You can count on me. I think also we live in a time where oftentimes we're just, we say things that we don't even really mean. And I don't know how this started. Like I have opinions. Maybe it's social media where we think we can just put anything out and it's not a big deal. But I think it translates over into our lives where we say things And then we're just like, yeah, we'll see. Maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll show up on time. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll do what I said I was going to do. Maybe I won't. But I think our reputation should be that we're faithful. We're dependable people. Where if we say we're going to do something, then that means we're going to do it. If we say we're going to be somewhere, then we're going to be there. Like, what if we were known for love and faithfulness? He goes on in verse 4, and he says this. If you do this, then you will win favor and a good name, a good reputation in the sight of God and man. What does he mean by that? Well, what he means is you're, if you have a, a reputation that's known for love and faithfulness, then you're going to win favor in the sight of men. What does that mean? There's going to be opportunities that are going to be opened up for you. You're now going to be able to have conversations that you probably wouldn't have been able to have. Like you're going to have a certain level of influence that, that most people don't have. Like, that's what a good reputation can do. It holds weight in relationships with people. And then he says favor with God. What does that mean? Does that mean that God's, like, looking to to bless you if you do more good works? No, not at all. What that means, though, is that God's saying, hey, I want you to be known for faith, love, and faithfulness. Because when Jesus came to this earth, he said, no longer is your love just defined by, by what you do for me. It's now defined horizontally and the way that you love people. And you can't be right with God if you're sideways with his people. Like you can't be loving God fully if you're not loving people well. You just can't. And so some of you, like the most spiritual thing that you could do tonight, the best thing that you could do for your reputation or even just for your relationship with God is like, maybe you need to go have a conversation with someone after this and like you need to forgive someone. You need to call someone on the phone and apologize. You need to start changing your actions and stop speaking that way to that person. And I think this is a a huge challenge. So so what is it that you're known for? Can you imagine if the living room, if this group of people, if we became known as a group of people that were known for love and faithfulness? Like if that was our reputation. Like in this room right now, there's probably close to 300 or so of you. That's not just a couple people. Like I know there's a lot of people in this city, there's a lot of people on your campus, but if 300 of us, heck, if just 100 of us said, no, we're gonna start to really think about what is it that we're known for? Because we wanna live out a reputation that holds weight, a reputation that carries influence. We want our reputations 
to be marked by being loving, loving for other, to others, and by being dependable, faithful people. Could you imagine what could begin to happen? You could start to make a massive difference in your dorms, in your apartment buildings, in your classrooms, on your teams, at work. You can start to make a massive difference in your, in your families. Some of you right now, come on, like over break, a lot of you are like, man, it was great, not a lot happened. Some of you, over Christmas break, your world felt like it was falling apart. And what if this semester, the purpose of it isn't just that you should come and like get good grades, that's all good, you should study hard, you should try to make really good grades, but what if the purpose truly it's that God has planted you here for a specific reason. And he's saying, man, if you will just be known for love and faithfulness, watch what I'm gonna do through you. Let me work through you. That's my challenge to us this semester and this year, that we would start to think, man, who, who are the people around me? Like, what is my reputation? What do they think about me? And I don't want you to think that like with the, uh, a fear of like, oh no, I hope they like me. No, 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 no. I want you to think, man, it, it, is my reputation carrying weight? Like, are there certain things that I need to change? Am I loving them well? Like, even if I don't always agree with them, am I loving them well? God didn't just say, love the people that you agree with, the people that are like you. Am I being faithful? Am I dependable? As I close tonight, I wanna read a letter that I wrote to you. I did this at the start of the fall semester, if you're here for it, and I don't know, I think I might do it at the start of every semester, but I wrote this letter as if I was sitting in your seat. So I took just a couple hours and I thought, man, what would I wanna hear tonight if I was hearing this talk sitting in your seat? And this is what I came up with, so stick with me here. What are you known for? Think about it. Maybe there are some words that come to mind that you're not proud of. Words like failure, disappointment, cheater, liar, insecure, average. You've messed up, you struggle, you're far from perfect. You wanna live a life that makes a difference. But when you look in the mirror, you don't know if you have what it takes. You wonder if your reputation can ever begin to change. Maybe you're already too far gone and you've somehow disqualified yourself from living a life that looks any different. To all of you who wanna build a reputation that is valuable, you desire to be known for things such as love and faithfulness, and you desperately want your college-aged years to tell a story that's worth sharing. This is for you. You have a reputation. It's true, good or bad, whether you like it or not. You have things that you are known for, but this does not define you. What defines you is what's been done for you. A man named Jesus came and lived a perfect life, carried the reputation that we could never carry, and he died on a cross for your mistakes and for mine. You are loved. You have immense value. There's hope for you. There's hope for your future, and you're never walking through life alone. Every Monday at the living room, we're going to remind you of these truths. The living room isn't perfect. It's far from it. It's not just a place we gather on Monday nights. It's people. It's a family. Everyone matters. We're all in this together. You have a role to play. You belong before you believe, or even if you never do. You are loved always. When you mess up, and you will, don't run from the church, run to it. You can come as you are, and you can come back as you are. The living room should be the safest place for you to talk about anything, 
It's okay to not be okay. It's just not okay to stay that way. There is always hope, always grace, always second chances, always love. We're going to laugh together, cry together, sing together, dance together, eat together, a lot. I hope you save some room for donuts. And we will celebrate with and for one another. And here's why. Because there are over 80,000 college students in the city of Atlanta who need to know there's a God that loves them in spite of their reputation, good or bad, and we'll do whatever it takes to get them here. Every person needs to know that there is a God that has an illogical, reckless, extravagant love for them. He has that type of love for you. So whether tonight is your first time here or you've been coming for a while now, you need to know this. The living room is a home away from home for so many people. And our hope, my hope, is that it will become just that for every single one of you. Let me pray for us. God, tonight we come to you and we say thank you for what you've done for us. Thank you that even if we feel like tonight we have a terrible reputation, that's not what defines us. What defines us truly is what you did for us on the cross. And for someone in the room, maybe that's the first time they've ever heard that. And I pray that that sinks in deep to their core tonight, that they start to realize, wow, it's not about what I've done. It's about what's been done for me. And tonight, God, can we rest in that? Tonight, can we find encouragement in that? And God, I pray that even more than that, I pray that tonight that you would start to challenge us to think about what is it that we're known for? Because God, I believe that you don't want this to just be a place where we come and gather and we sing songs, we have fun and we get inspired for a moment. No, I believe that you wanna take these moments and you wanna lead them out there. You want our Mondays to go and affect our Tuesdays, our Wednesdays, our Thursdays, our Fridays. And God, I pray that you give us the courage to, to take this message, to boldly take this good news of who you are, that there's hope, that there's peace, no matter what we're going through. Pray that you give all of us boldness to go and bring that to whoever it is that's in, within our sphere of influence. And God, would you do something that we can't even believe this semester? Would you bring people to you? Would you remind us that you're, of your love? It's a reckless love that we can't deny. It's in your mighty, mighty name that we pray tonight. Amen.